Hey y'all, and welcome to Shift the Narrative, where we take the shape of everything we are facing and shift it. This is your host and fellow freedom fighter, Tyria. For those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Please subscribe, click favorite, share, and review. To those who have been listening, I truly thank you. Today's topic is shifting. Listen, there is no one fits all cure. Why? Because we are all uniquely created. We all experience and feel things differently. But while it may look and feel different for everyone, I believe we all need to shift. There are two ways we can go. Towards what we want and away from what we don't. When you make the decision to stay stuck in the same cycle, you are choosing to move away from what you don't want. And sometimes what we don't want is to shift or change. I mean, I know you see it and feel it all around. To some, it may feel like the world around them is moving too fast. And since they believe that they can barely make it through the day unscathed, they rather isolate themselves and withdraw inward, focusing their attention on what they don't want. However, not taking the steps to find better ways to weather the storms. Dr. Angela Davis said it best. I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. So think about it. What are the negative things, thoughts, or people we are choosing to accept? And will we continue to accept them? Or do we want to shift to not accept those things anymore? Shift as a verb is a move or cause to move from one place to another, especially over a small distance, to change the emphasis, direction, or focus of. As a noun, it's a slight change in position, direction, or tendency. Our tendencies. We want to take our natural urge to act and feel a certain way and shift it. I know it's comfortable where you are right now, but sometimes our natural urges to act and feel is the very thing that is holding us back. Start small. Small goals, steps, and changes, they really do add up. Why focus your attention on all the things that could go wrong? Why focus your attention on trying to fix things you cannot control? You know, when it comes to people, we can't expect them to act the way we want them to, no matter how bad we want it. They have to want it. Take your work environment, for example. You can look at some people and think, why are you here Especially if you aren't going to work. You're making my job so much harder. The answer? They need a job to make a paycheck. They learn that they do not have to give 100% at all times in order to keep the job they don't even really want. They just have to stay underneath the radar and show up every day. I speak on this as a boss and an employee. So I recently found an article or a paper on the trans-theoretical model of change. The trans-theoretical model, which attempts to explain a person's success or failure in achieving a shift, it explains intentional behavior change along a temporal dimension that utilizes both perception and performance-based components. The trans-theoretical model of change is based on more than two decades of research and has found that individuals move through a series of stages, pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. 
in the adoption of healthy behaviors or the loss of unhealthy ones. These five stages resonated on how I achieve a shift. Shifting the narrative can be done immediately with things you have already passed through the action stage and are consistent in maintaining it. You can shift through several stages in just one day. All right, so here are the stages um, that I found in the article. Pre-contemplation is the stage in which an individual has no intent to change behavior in the near future. No intent to change behavior in the near future. Pre-contemplators are often characterized as resistant or unmotivated and tend to avoid information, discussion, or thought with regard to the behavior that needs to change. Contemplation stage. Individuals in this stage openly state their intent to shift. They are more aware of the benefits of shifting, but remain keenly aware of the cost. Contemplators are often seen as ambivalent to change or as procrastinators. Preparation is the stage in which individuals intend to take steps to change. Preparation stage is viewed as a transition rather than stable stage with individuals intending progress to action in the next 30 days. Action stage is the one in which an individual has made open and readily apparent noticeable lifestyle changes. The maintenance stage. This is the stage where you are working to prevent relapse and consolidate gains. Those who are maintaining are noticeably different than those in the action stage in that they report the highest levels of self-production and are less frequently tempted to relapse. Okay, so let me explain this another way. Um, You can apply the trans-theoretical model of change to any area of your life, but let's deal with work. I could spend my time trying to control people into doing what I want them to do, but they will always default to their natural pattern. So my way, one way I learned um, when becoming a, a manager or a boss was to encourage them to do better, to be better. You know, always pouring into people, encouraging, 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 which became so draining to my spirit because I realized they didn't want to shift. They didn't want to change. So originally my reaction to this was negative. It caused me much stress and anxiety. I didn't see a need for me to shift my narrative at that time. I was in the pre-contemplation stage. I wasn't ready to change my behavior. I wanted to live in the victim complex realm for a while by asking, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why am I here? Why can't they change? Why don't they want to be better? Why don't they want to do better? Why aren't they listening? Me, me, me. I was projecting. I realized staying in that thought process made me resistant and unmotivated. I started going through the motions and began to not feel like myself. You know, I prayed to God and let him know that I didn't want to go back to that mindset. I knew that if I stayed in that frame of mind, I would continue to dread coming to work and my anxiety and stress would overtake me. Plus, y'all, I started losing my hair due to stress. I also believe that this was a spiritual battle meant to try to take me out, to try to make me crazy again, to try to make me doubt myself, to try to stop me from shifting, to try to get me to abort. More on this later, but I continued to pray. 
I wanted to stay in this thought process. I was staying in this thought process, but the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, it was screaming for a shift, telling me that I needed to push past pre-contemplation. Once I realized I was holding on to that resistance emotion, that unmotivating feeling, I knew I needed to make a change. I said out loud that, you know, I had enough. There had to be something more than this. This is the pre-contemplation stage. I had to let go. Yes, I had to let go. Let go of that emotion of feeling like a victim. That emotion of anxiety and stress. That emotion of not wanting to do more than I had to do. That emotion of forcing change on people who didn't want it. That emotion of dealing with people's potential instead of their right here and right now. The emotions were valid, but they were not conducive to my well-being. At that time, my flesh and spirit were in conflict. I was having mixed feelings about shifting. Did I really want to shift the narrative? Did I really want to look at the situation differently? Did I really want to rise to the occasion? I mean, it was comfortable being in the pre-contemplation stage. Yeah, I know I was losing my hair due to stress and my anxious thoughts were causing me not to be present anywhere. I was just going through the motions. It all became something familiar, something I was getting used to, something I was settling with, something that became par for the course, you know? However, my spirit man really wanted to shift the narrative. God knew I needed more positive in my life. So when I finally had enough, I mean, I was done, rock bottom, I had enough. I started by going to see my primary doctor. Now, remember, I was praying, so I, I saw my heavenly doctor. I, I was talking to God, but I felt like I needed something physical, something tangible, something I could touch and see and feel. So I went to my primary doctor because I wanted to make sure my hair loss wasn't something other than stress. God used her to break it down for me, to remind me to let go of the situation and breathe, just breathe and pray. My GP was reminding me to pray. This person who doesn't really know what is going on is telling me to let go and pray. Prayer is a great coping mechanism. Yes, many of us know why we do the things we do, why we act the way we act, why we may react, react to the things the way we do. We need to shift to find better coping mechanisms. I knew then I had to make a change in my life and I was determined to do it. This was the beginning of the preparation stage. Once I hit that healthy function key, control, alt, shift, it was on. I don't know. It was like I was ready. Like I used my willpower. Things started looking differently, not just in my work life, but in my personal and spiritual life. I wanted different. And I began to feel different. It's like that defeatist or it was like the defeatist blinders came off and I was able to see things clearer. Like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. God gently reminded me that this battle was not mine to fight. Only God could do it for me. God fixed it by shifting my outlook, my viewpoint. I had no other choice but to see things differently if I wanted different. 
if I wanted to shift the narrative. I had to learn as a coping mechanism, the only person I can control was myself. People were going to do what they felt they needed to do without care and concern for how it affected me. I learned to control my own emotions and reactions toward that particular situations and others. And it was only then that I saw immediate change in how often I had anxiety at work. I was determined. I took a look at what I could actually control and influence and focused on that. By shifting my thoughts, I was able to shift the narrative in my life. I was able to take what I thought was impossible to probable. I took the story my environment was telling me and I shifted the narrative. Plot twists. I began to accept them for where they were at that moment instead of seeing their potential and basing how I treated them on that. Does that make sense? We can see just how far people can go, but if they don't want it for themselves, we're just spinning our wheels. We can see a better way out, a different role for them to take, but again, it's up to them how they want to act. I began to align my life with my purpose. I came to terms with my path. I took action and came to an understanding of where I was in the stage of shifting and made a decision to continue to shift. I started noticing how the shift was changing my life. Man, when I tell you I became so unbothered by what was happening around me, people began to say I changed, that I no longer cared, when really it was the complete opposite. I just began to care more for them by not putting unrealistic expectations on them. Whether they wanted to shift or not, that was up to them. I also began to care more for myself. And getting my hair back was important to me, y'all. So I had to release that. I had to let go of that stress. I had to let go. Let go. Now I'm in the maintenance stage. I am working on preventing relapses by communicating more, listening and only providing guidance when I completely understand how they are asking for help, not how I think they need the help. And then evaluating if I can really help them. I also had to remind myself of how far I've grown. I remain aware that I'm striving for what is personally meaningful and worth it. By shifting our cynical thoughts to positive is definitely something that is worth it, y'all. Remember to be patient with yourself and recognize that it may take a while to let go of old behaviors, old patterns. Daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, reevaluate your progress as you shift through the stages of change. And remember that you have to practice the new positive behaviors until they become second nature. You can resist wanting to turn back to your familiar habits and behaviors if you want to. God is a great help, a great source. So now that we talked about the stages to shifting, here are practical steps on how to maintain shifting in your life. You can write down the things you can control or influence. So each day when you have to make a decision, those are the things that you bring to focus. Do something you think you can't do. 
You can change your story at any time. Change up your routine. We get so used to habit that we don't realize that it can be part of the reason why we cannot shift. Harvard researchers, researchers excuse me, state that successful change comes only in stages. How long it takes is an individual matter. Remember to always be kind to yourself. We're looking for other people to be kind to us, but we got to remember to be kind to ourselves. Do not use fear, guilt, or regret as the motivation to shift. Being motivated out of fear, guilt, and regret is least effective. Long-lasting change comes when it is self-motivated and rooted in positive thinking. Help someone with no expectations. Just be nice to be nice, not for kudos or awards. Self-care days help you refocus while shifting. And lastly, find ways to be grateful. An attitude of gratitude will carry you through difficult and uncertain times. It can take a couple of rounds, y'all. Relapse is possible, but it is also useful to your growth. So don't derail. Don't jump ship just because the first couple of times it didn't work or you slipped back into the bleak way of thinking. We can learn something about ourselves from our mistakes. This way you will have a little, or you will be a little ahead of the game as you continue on the pathway if you learn from your mistakes. Come on y'all, shift the narrative. As we approach a new decade, a new decade, will you make the decision to shift? Will you make 2020 the year you hold yourself accountable, release and shift the narrative? I recently talked to a great group of people and it was refreshing to hear that they acknowledged where they were and were making the necessary changes to shift the narrative in their lives. They acknowledged that it wasn't easy, but they wanted to continue to shift. They saw how the small shifts they took affected their lives in positive ways. I want the same for you. And I pray one day you will see the need to shift the narrative, not for anyone else, but for yourself, because you are worth it. I am truly thankful for each and every one of you who has joined me today. And remember, be free, y'all. Be free. Thank you for listening to Shift the Narrative. Be blessed.